man. What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? Good people, welcome to this Relationship Friday edition of Herbin 2 as it airs live on Tuesday for you official dirtbags and premieres on Saturday for all of the rest of you wonderful family members. We appreciate y'all for catching it whenever you happen to catch it. This is Herbin 2 alongside Tucson Werner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday, allegedly, we are here hanging out with you wonderful people, allegedly. talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues Allegedly. impact us as individuals <laughs> and also how they impact us as a collective. Allegedly. And along we with can put allegedly help. behind every one of those statements. We could. Allegedly. We could. Along with your alleged help, <laughs> we talk through these alleged issues in hopes of finding the alleged solution for how we can allegedly. overcome <laughs> those issues. Again, overcome them as individuals, but perhaps overcome them even more so as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued. Allegedly. Greatly appreciated. And greatly appreciated. That part ain't allegedly. Oh, we do appreciate it? We appreciate y'all. Okay. I, I thought so, but, you know. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if it's valued. Anything you want to add to the conversation? That's allegedly like a motherfucker. The value that it brings? That's allegedly. <laughs> Appreciation is real. You know, so we, we, we had, we... As we continue to grow and do shit and these different things, we have to put together this bio recently. And, of course, I was the last to do it because I'm always procrastinating. You're the last to do everything, right? Right. And so um, put it together, and I was on that topic of, of value. In, in my bio, it was talking real, about- Real quick, before you even go for Go ahead. You are the fucking last to do everything and always asking for some more responsibility. Do you notice that? I'll do that. No, you won't, Herb. First of all, I don't. You be, won't do that. First of all, you never do that. First of all, <laughs> first of all, words that. are important. Okay, and I never ask for responsibility. <laughs> okay, stuff comes up that needs to be done. I'm like, fuck, I'll do the shit. Then I don't be like, yo, give me more to do on this fucking. I'll do that on this. But table. you won't do it, Herb. We know you won't do it. You're not gonna do it. First of all, I said I was gonna do it. I did it like last week. You're not gonna do it. I did it allegedly. No, not allegedly. I did it. Okay. It went out. What are you talking about? Okay. I did not didn't do it again. Right, the next that's time. my boy. <laughs> but I did the first time though. Hey, listen, man. Um, we are working with the team that we got. It's an amazing group of individuals, but it ain't the huge team that it would take to really do everything that needs to get done right here. So we just, we everybody does what everybody does the absolute most they can, and we and we we got it rolling. So when shit comes up, um, that that doesn't fall on. Anybody else's play? I just feel like I should be like I'll do it. Man, I fuck with it. I fuck with the the the, the at least the what's the word I want to say here? Uh, I don't know what the word is. I want to say here the um ownership the uh, the the uh, no, initiative it. the yeah. The, I fly, we'll go with initiative. I fuck with your initiative, man. The, you mean well? Everybody knows your heart. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've. I've <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've I've always I've always been a captain. I've always been a leader on my team, whether that's an actual team in sports or like just my guys. I've always just been like that. So it is what it is. Even even when shit is outside of my purview, I ain't stupid or ignorant enough to say I know how to do shit. I'm the first person to tell you when I don't know how to do shit. But if shit gotta get done, somebody gotta fucking do it. So you know, as long as it's not completely outside of my ability to do it. My so we talking about like computers or like we talking about being out the website and all that shit. I'm, I don't say a word on that. You ain't hear me say shit about that because I, I don't have no ability to do it. But it is what it is. Um, I forgot what I was about to say, so it don't even matter. But either way, thank y'all for tuning in. Please make sure y'all share the broadcast. Share it on your personal page. Share it on your, in your personal network with anyone that you think would add value to or find value in this particular conversation. For it is our sincere belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of this conversation, the better the opportunity we actually have of reaching those aforementioned solutions. So please, 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 if you would be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast. Don't worry about Jake walking through the camera. Don't even worry about that, okay? Um, I was wondering what was going on there. Don't worry about it. It don't even matter. I know, Jake, but that, that's for the, the dirtbags didn't see you You're today. You're white, not invisible, Jake. The, <laughs> the, the dirtbags didn't see you on the screen right now, but on Saturday, when the actual editing video comes out, they will see your um, Jake was like, toothpick they ass. They can't see me. They can't see me. They can't see me. They can't, they can't see, see me. They can't see me. They can't see me. invisible cloak. They'll, they'll see that little toothpick scurry across. The, is that body shaming? I'm sorry, Jake. I don't, I don't want to body shame you. You're, you're a Q-tip, not a toothpick. It's a little thicker. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, you can't describe no man as thick, bro. I, we got to stop it. We got to stop I it. I said a Q-tip is a little thicker than a toothpick. Okay. I'm going to call a flag on the play anyway, but we're going to let it slide. You're going to call a flag on anything. <laughs> you are the homo police. Like You are just no, like the gay police. It's not even about being You're like, gay. Oh, he I said something that could be almost misconstrued as gay. It's not an improper usage of words. It's not an improper usage of words. It's not. A, it, I can't say that a Q-tip like is thicker than a toothpick. The I lexicon. can't say that women wear uh, claw clamps on their head. I can't no, say you can shit. Say it. Oh, I just was it's just gay. It. Yeah, no, I didn't say that. I can say it. It's just you gay. Can say whatever you want to say, bro. I support you. You know, I believe in you, dog. I'm surprised you let us use these microphones. Okay, here we go. Let's go to the next whatever segment. <laughs> Anyway, man, y'all please share the broadcast. Again, this is Herbin 2. It is intellectual. We all think it's some new mics, though. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep swinging these in my face like not that. I'm going to put this pipe in my face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know who the king of pause is? It's Cameron. Cameron, Dipset Cameron, king of pause. Did you see the video? Because him and, him and Mace do that little sports show. Mace went. OD on the pod. I've never seen that. I ain't seen it either. I see clips that Cameron or, or clips from the thing that they put up. But either way, um, Mace went OD on something that was like, like they, it was, it was, I'm not even a pause nigga and it was OC. I'm like, yo, Mace, like, you got to relax, G. Like, I'm going to try to pull up the audio just because it was, it was that OC. And I, I, I really don't do the pause game. I didn't explain that to y'all a million times why I don't do the pause thing. But, no, it was Paul Pierce. It wasn't Mace. I'm putting some other on Mace's name. Paul Pierce was on the show? Paul Pierce said something they discussed it on the show. Oh, okay. I'm going to – Jake, turn my mic up for a minute. Paul Pierce be saying some wild shit now that he ain't in the league. He says a lot of wild shit. This is going to be one of the wildest things. On some Paul shit, next level. Special. I just want to see him play more. That's all I want. Yeah, I'd like to see him get 30, 35 minutes. I mean, he's in his early 20s. He's showing he, – we're just getting a taste of him. I'm like – you know, I'm tired of getting the taste of them. I want the whole load. Now, let's see what we can do over the course of the special. That man said I'm tired of getting a taste of them. I want the whole load. Hey, man. Hey. All right, Paul. Hey. Salute. Hey. As 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 Paul's goes, that's like up there. <laughs> like, We're going to start calling it Paul's start calling it Paul's. Like P-A-U-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-L-
at the top of American society. After everybody got to picking their sides about who was doing what and who was doing what, and after all these black people were like, y'all being racist, and as, and as white people will do as a collective, they all start to rally and excuse the behavior and justify the racism, right? And that doesn't happen to anybody else. LGBTQ community says you're being homophobic, transphobic, or offensive in some way. The expectations for the behavior or tone to change. The Jewish community says you're being anti-Semitic in some way. The expectation is that the behavior or the tone to change. But when the black community collectively comes out and says, y'all being fucking racist, somehow it's instantly about justifying. No, we're not. We're just saying she's being, she's showing no class and she's not showing sportsmanship. We just fucking told y'all what it was. Because that white girl did the same exact thing. She's been putting up the same exact energy all year long. She's been waving off black girls. She's been, you can't see me in, in these people's faces all year. But when Angel did it back to her, now you got the likes of uh, the Barstool president saying she's a classless piece of shit. You've got prominent sports announcers saying she is, um, I want to misquote these motherfuckers because they were saying the wildest shit ever. Um, but either way, they doing all that. And as that takes shape, you get the first lady of the United States, Joe Biden's wife, comes out and says, well, I'm going to invite Iowa to the White House. Now, in the history of sports, since they started inviting the championship teams to the White House. They've never invited the loser. You've never invited the loser. The runner-up does not come. You invite the champion to the White House. But because this racial line has been drawn, now you're going to invite the losing-ass all-white team from Iowa to the White House like they fucking won something. This ain't peewee football, basketball, where we all go get peace after the game and everybody gets a participation trophy these are damn near grown-ass women these are grown-ass women and you're going to invite them to the white house all right cool so angel reese the star player from lsu who's been you know the one facing all this backlash she was she's like look at this shit laughing at it right um then she said you know what fuck it we ain't going like don't worry about you ain't gotta worry about us we ain't coming like, now, the next day or shortly thereafter, Jill Biden's press secretary, she come out, she trying to walk the shit back. No, 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 no. The first lady was, you know, just trying to acknowledge the greatness of both teams and, 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 and show support for all women athletes. And she's looking forward to inviting LSU to the White House to celebrate LSU's championship. No, 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 no. She said what the fuck she said. Hey, you ain't got to walk it back for her. She said what she said, she meant what she said, and she exposed her hand in that I'm with them so they can come too. Why the fuck can they come? They didn't fucking win. That's not the tradition. They didn't fucking win. All them black girls won. Them white girls lost. If the white girls won, kudos to them. They go to the White House. You would not have invited Angel Reese and them to tag along to the White House. No fucking chance if Caitlin Clark had won the championship, would you be like, Yo, LSU, y'all bring y'all black ass here too. Zero chance that happened. It's fucking trash, and I'm sick of this shit, man. We, to, we, I'm, I'm, before you, before I give it to you, to Kaylin Clark's, just in full story, Kaylin Clark was interviewed uh, today, and they asked her about one Angel Reese celebrating her face, and she said, "Really, I didn't really see it because I was just in the moment or whatever." She's like, but nah, she shouldn't receive no backlash for it. Like, we competitors. This is what we do. Uh, salute to LSU. Salute to Angel Reese. They had asked her a question. She kind of dodged the question. They specifically asked her, why do you think your taunting is treated differently than her taunting? She kind of ducked that answer specifically, but she did say, shout out to Angel Reese. Shout out to LSU. I didn't see her doing that in my face at the time, and I don't have no issue with her doing it. She shouldn't receive no backlash from it. They also asked her about the first lady inviting Iowa to the White House. She was like, nah, the, the runner-up don't get to come. Like, that ain't, that's their moment. They should enjoy it. So, for what it's worth, 
Shout out to Kaitlyn Clark for the way she's handled the entire situation. But America as a whole just continues to expose itself and people's racism be leaking all over them even when they don't know it. And I think that's the biggest – it's be sincere. These motherfuckers don't even be knowing it when they say this type of stupid shit. I don't know, man. So we're in the midst of there's – a, there's a sales point that says that we're in the midst of changing times. Like you always hear statements like that. And I disagree. I think we're in the midst of uh, a recapture of what always was. Bro, I'm sorry. Brad Todd said it's going to be both of their trophies. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's going to keep That's it in hilarious. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Just like it's both ours to be like down in my house. house. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it here. You know what I mean? But to the point of Caitlin's response, we was we had a whole conversation about this the other day, so I don't want to go too deep. Right, right, right. Because we didn't release that episode or whatever, sure. but... I think that it's, it's very similar to the Larry Bird, great white hype, great white hope of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Larry, if you know Larry's story, Larry spent his entire childhood playing with black folk. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his uh, racial makeup or how he lines up on the racist or anti-racist scope, but his entire life has kind of been lived in the midst of black folk, right? And... In that, you kind of pick up the culture in which we engage in. Like, I've hooped with white boys for a long time. And over time, you start to see them move like us, talk like us, say shit like us. It's an energy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to Caitlin in the sense that she is a competitor, right? Shout out to her in the sense that shit talking is part of the culture. It's what it is. You know what I mean? It's, part of, it's what makes the game fun, right? But the system of America is the system of America. Right. You understand me? It just is what it is. And even her... In, in the middle of Iowa, can't operate outside of it, even right. if she wants to. You don't have to. a choice. America chose you, sweetheart. Yeah, America, America's. That's just what it is, right? So, but the conversation, I guess, or what I what I think is is respectful is that Angel was like, well, you know what? Fuck them then. Fuck them. Now, the question becomes, will they stand on fuck them then? Because there's a whole other system that Angel's operating under, too. She's operating under that same system, but there's a duality. There's like a, a dual consciousness, like W.B. Du Bois speaks about, of just being black in America. I'm assuming they'll accept the walk back from the first lady and they'll go. That's my assumption. They'll, they'll accept the walk back and, and the uh, revocation of the invitation to Iowa, and then they'll go. Yep. System at play, working at its best. So... Like, my, my, my issue is that, like, we can condemn white supremacy, and I'm not putting this even on Angel, but it's, it, it speaks to how subjected we are to said system. Mm-hmm. You can't stand on your beliefs because it'll crush everything else about you. It'll crush your future. Mm. Craig Hodges went to the motherfucking White House and slipped the president a note. Ain't nobody publicly see that shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you need to think about this. This is what's happening in my community. When's the last time you seen Craig Hodges? Did the fuck I mean? Until he came on our show, I hadn't seen him in 20 years. Did he win years. a three-point competition like the year before that or some shit like that? Yeah, man. Even as a novelty NBA player, he had value. No doubt. Right? No Get doubt. the fuck on out of here, bro. No doubt. Right? Uh, Mahmoud just released his video, his documentary. Yeah. Right? This motherfucker was not standing for the the the, the Pledge of Allegiance, I guess it was, or whatever mm-hmm. it is they do, Star Spangled Banner, whatever the fuck. National Anthem. National Anthem. Star right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was... At Wait, and then let me not say he wasn't standing. That's not true. He just prayed while it was playing. While it was playing, he had did this shit for months yeah. before somebody noticed, which speaks to how uh, uh, indifferent this really is to the matter of the time. You know what I mean? Nobody gives a fuck. No, listen. But if they want to make your blackness an issue, they can in any capacity that they want to. So just to support your point about nobody caring, and I've told you before that sitting in the booth every Sunday at those NFL games, they play the national anthem. I'm one of the only people who's sitting down, often the only person in there sitting down, because fuck that song. Um, last year, I ended up getting into it. Well, I didn't really get into it. It was an old white dude in Pittsburgh, like, talking shit. And I turned around like, you want to you wanna come down here and address it? But either way, I'm also, while I'm the only person who sits for the national anthem, at these very same games, at some point, they always, especially at Soldier Field, always acknowledge some veteran, some military member during the game. They do a thing, bring him out, bring his family, do a whole thing. I am also the only person who stands for that. 
Only person who sits for the national anthem. Only person who stands when they actually bring one of these military people out here. Because when Ka- Kaepernick was kneeling, how dare you disrespect the soldiers and the military and stand the third? Y'all don't give a single solitary fuck. I'm the only person that stands to acknowledge the person that's actually out here doing this shit that y'all symbolize and and, and want to like it's 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 hundred percent. Y'all don't give a fuck. Man, I'm a, I got arrested for that shit when I was a teenager. Really? Yeah. This is before Kaepernick. This is before all yeah. this shit, right? At a Thornwood basketball game, TJ Who for Thornwood. I was at one of his games. Okay. You know what I mean? And they sang the national anthem, and I ain't get up. And the police came into the crowd like, stand up. And I was like, no. It was like, stand up. And I was like, no. Stand up. No. You know me. Right. I stand on that shit. So. No, nigga. Yeah. You ain't hit me. So they made it an issue, so I made it an issue. So we was about to, you know, they, they legitimately drugged me out the motherfucking stands, G. You make it as big an issue as you want. But this is a high school game. Thornwood, mind you, which was at the time a mostly white school, but also an all-black basketball team. Mm-hmm. Eat my dick. You hear me? So, but yeah, that was what. Imagine that the nineties. You know what I mean? That's crazy, G. Yeah, it is. But that's our relationship with this country. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I salute Angel and saying, you know, fuck y'all, I ain't going. But I just know the truth. You're going. You're going. Well, there've been teams that didn't go before, so we'll see. Um, again, I think that they'll probably accept the the, the walk back from from Jill Biden, and they'll and they'll probably end up going, uh, or or maybe not. Maybe but not. But even in the teams that didn't go. Right, I'm, and I don't even know what teams those are, but I'm assuming they were professional teams. Right, she's still part of the system and very, very dependent on it. Yeah, they're going. No, I feel you. Probably, um, it's trash because you know it's symbolism, and in any other aspect, you don't accept that. You know what I'm saying? You can even growing up in school, you get into a fighting school, you and some dude get to scrapping shit in. The teacher or whatever might, or the coach or whatever might make y'all be like. I right, dap and say it's cool. Cool, but after that, we not actually fucking cool. That symbolism didn't change shit. You still know it's, it's smoke, you know what I'm saying? But we supposed to accept that symbolism and just literally move on. And I don't like it at all, man. It's, it's trash. Um, 45. But real quick, though, there's yeah. another part of that, right? You, you mentioned this, you know, you kind of r- rushed over it in the sense that uh, homie, the white boy, um, Ooh. Barstool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. But, yeah, the bar, the president of Barstool Sports, they are a company that does, like, a lot of podcast stuff. They are the financial backing of popular podcasts like Million Dollars Worth of Game with Gillian Wallow. I'll tell you his name in one second. Um, but go ahead. Make your point. I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, Portnoy. Right. David. David Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. Yeah. 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 Uh, he called a classless. What did he say? Classless piece of shit. Classless piece of shit. Now, million dollars, million dollars worth of game are in the top one percentile of black podcasts. No doubt. And they are in a partnership with Barstool, right? Barstool is also in partnerships with probably, I would argue, maybe 20 to 30% of the top black podcasters in, in the space. Yeah, that's what right? Barstool does. That's what Barstool does, right? They come in and they undergird those podcasts. They become investors in them and they help them grow, right? Million dollars worth of game, got a million dollar, multi-million dollar deal with them. Right. Uh, and if you're not hip to what million dollars worth of game is, it's a uh, uh, rapper Gilly the Kid and his cousin Wallow, uh, who just you know came home from like a twenty-something year bid. Uh, interesting podcast. It's great chemistry. You know, I like watching it every time. I you know every now and then when I get a chance to check it out. But it was very interesting because they came out and it took a stand against Dave Portnoy's statement, and they was like, "Hey man, we don't we don't rock with that shit." You know what I mean, Angel was classy, we support Angel and everything that she did, yada, yada, yada. And they're going down the line, which I fully stand behind. I support that. I rock with it, right? But this is what I mean about how uh, 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 entangled we are into the conversation of how that system dictates our future, right? And, after, and they, 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 they're aggressively saying, fuck, they didn't say fuck Dave, but they was like, we don't stand with that bullshit. Yeah, the video stars and Wallow's like, you know, Dave, you want some fuck shit? Dave, you want some fuck shit? And then Wallow's like, no, I got it. I'll take it from here. Wallow, um, the more polished of the two, goes into, you know, acknowledging the women's teams and congratulating LSU and even acknowledging uh, Iowa and Kalen and then goes deeper into what Dave Portnoy said and says that a million-dollar game 
is the Million Dollars Worth of Game LFC is owned by two people. It's me and Gilly. Mm-hmm. We, we don't work for nobody. We ain't got no boss. We don't align ourselves. We don't agree with nothing he said. We are in total disagreement with, with him. You cannot um, speak like that about our system. But. But. We love you, Dave. That's the statement. We love you, Dave. We got to clarify that we still love you, Dave. Don't kick us off the boat. Don't kick us off the boat, Dave. But we also have to let our people know that we don't necessarily yeah. agree what you said. Again, it's dual consciousness. You can't ride the fence. Right? But you can. Because riding the fence is where you get success. Mm. Right? I.e., why she's going to go to the White House. Mm. Because at the end of the day, white supremacy is tied to capital. And we're all in the same fight. Right? So those of us who stand in opposition of said system usually don't obtain any capital. Mm. All right, yeah, you can talk all that shit from the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. But if your goal is to get to the top of the hill, you better learn how you to, better learn to turn that shit down. Balance. There ain't no balance. Turn that shit off. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is what I always talk about with the Kanye shit. Well, they ain't turn it off, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but they did. Oh, but they did. Right? right? If you're really these guys, you don't have to end that with, hey, Dave, we love you. You don't have to do that. Right? right? You don't have to fucking do that. Hey. I believe in in my heart of hearts this about you and I believe it about me. I don't give a fuck who was financing the Herbin 2 podcast. You come out and smoke one of our little sisters like that, you can suck my whole dick, sir. And if that comes with pulling your funding, then pull your motherfucking funding. Because you can still suck my whole dick. Period. Like, can't serve two masters, man. But and we, I'm not gonna live on my knees. But we're not traditionally trying to serve two masters. I'm we only good, got one master. That's I, why it says, "In God you trust," on the back of that dollar bill, because that's your God. I'm from the South Side of Chicago. I don't come from, you know, this extravagant, luxurious lifestyle. I come from finding a way to get by and and being perfectly fine. I was perfectly fine my whole lifestyle. I thought we was cool. I thought we was rich. I didn't know we was broke until I got older and had real conversations with my OG about it. I'm perfectly fine without whatever the fuck you're trying to offer me. That shit is not going to make me capitulate to none of your dumb shit. You pop off about me and man, it's up. Period. You can take your money, you can take your power, you can take your influence, and you can suck my dick with it. Period. And like, and it's all perception, though, right? It's all perception of what money, power, and influence is. It's all perception, right? It's the same conversation that we can have about Neon Dion. It's the same conversation that we can have going down the line. It's the same conversation about why the Negro League was more important than Jackie Robinson going to the goddamn majors. Exactly. All these are the same conversations. A- exactly. It's about perspective. What do you value? What do you value? One of the conversations that we want to have today is about what negative habits you formed in adulthood. What negative habits have you formed in adulthood that you feel come from childhood? And I know when Ifo put this together, this wasn't what she was thinking. But for me... It's the value of love over all other shit. And to live in a society that is built and based upon capitalism, that is a negative thing. That is a thing that puts you behind the eight ball or at some sort of disadvantage to see value in love and relationships over fucking money. But that was my experience as a kid. That was my experience. That's... That's what I saw when, when my mama got two kids, but I talk about all the time growing up in a house with five boys. Some of my three best friends lived with us. Not came over sometimes, lived there all the time. Not officially adopted, and they came with some check from the state. Nothing. Just they shit wasn't the way they desired it to be at home, and they was able to come there. And my crib was full of fucking love. Everybody I know at some point lived with my OG. My house was just full of fucking love. It wasn't full of fucking money, but we was good. Everybody was cool. And so from that, I value love over some money and shit. You couldn't come give me no motherfucking bread or offer me this or offer me that to make me smoke one of my brothers or my cousin Danielle or my cousin Eric. or Like, nope, you couldn't get, there was nothing you could do to get me off my square about what I stand on, what I believe in, and who I love. We was having a conversation after the show in here yesterday, and I was speaking to our family collectively about, hey, fam, 
do, don't ever let somebody come in here and offer you some shit that would make you go against the grain for nothing. And I don't know if that was the message that was so clearly received, but that's the message I'm sending to you. Hey, this the squad. Anything outside of that is outside of that. And you can dibble and dabble in those fields, no problem, right? But don't you ever allow it to then cause you to do some shit that ain't in the best interest of what we doing, period. And the shit, that's just, that's just how I grew up. And it's unfortunate that as an adult, I see that trait in me not necessarily serve me well in the, in, 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 in the perspective, in the lexicon of, of American society. Now, in my personal opinion, serves me just fine because the people that I know around me love me and they love me for real. And so I'm cool with it. And I would always make the decision. But in terms of the standard of America and capitalism, I don't know that 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 trade has served me very well. When I saw Evo ask that question, man, I was thinking about it. And in context, the relationship Friday, <clears throat> this filmed on Tuesday, it airs on Saturday. <laughs> um, I thought it from the standpoint of, and it was kind of ingrained in me, kind of to be hyper-independent, right? And oftentimes when we say words like that, hyper-independent, we attribute that to doing or taking care of yourself or shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my hyper-independence is emotionally my hyper-independence is physically. My, it's all those things. You know what I mean? Like, I fuck with you, but I don't need you. And I move like that. And I know I do. And I know it, it shows in my whole demeanor, right? So when you think about that in context of engaging in a relationship, or you think about it in context of having a family, like, I have to specifically, purposely work on not showing that side of me or not showing that face. Because even when it ain't the truth... I emit that kind of an energy. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I'm you on my boat. I ain't on yours. You know what I mean? Uh, you with me more so than we're together in this. You understand what I'm saying? Even if that's not what I want to project, that's kind of what is being projected. You know what I mean? And uh, and I think that's also a conversation or a response to the culture, right? And I thought about this like in depthly, and I was thinking about the relationship I have with my father how it resembled uh, the movie Fences. You know what I mean? And if you've seen the movie Fences, there's a line or whatever where the little the young the, the son is saying, man, why you ain't never like me? And don't get this twisted. I don't think that my father didn't like me. But I just think this is, exemplifies the relationship I have with my father and how he molded me to be a certain kind of way. right? And people who don't understand <clears throat> the Denzel character in that movie don't really, in my mind at least, don't truly understand the value of the lesson he was teaching his son. And he was like, man, I ain't got to like you, right? Do I, do, I, do I put clothes on your back? You got a house to come home to? That, he's just going down the line, right, of the co- food on the table to the commitment he's made to make sure your life is sustainable. I ain't got to like you, right? And really, he's not shitting on his son. I know people in, internalized that scene. It was like, man, he's an asshole. He's abusive and da-da-da-da. But it's also a duality playing out in that in that little scene and in all of the scenes, really, if you watch the movie, where America had broken that man. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. And he knew the role that was ahead for his son. And the kind of motherfucker you're going to have to be to deal in this brokenness, you got to be independent of need. Independent of validation. Independent of any validation. Because it wasn't about independent of need. I'm providing what you need. You want validation. Yeah. You want me to like you. You're right. You're right. And that's kind of the man my father was. And I carry like that. And I put that shit on my son, too. Mm-hmm. And I ain't saying it's healthy y'all or what time, but it's just. It's necessary. Nigga, this is the environment it's what you're inheriting. It inheriting. It's what it is. Right? And very few people can see that, especially in these changing times, can see the value in that in these changing times. Because we're in a very, very sensitive moment in humanity. And that's not a sensitive emotion. We can't afford for you to be that way. As a collective, as a family, as a community, we cannot afford for you to be that way. And in nature, we see this play out all the time. Y'all know I'm a huge nature nut in terms of the shows and the animals and all that shit. 
but they do it to the extreme, my G. Like, not just like, oh, you emotional, you don't need to be like, like, they to the extreme, like, I was watching some birds, and I don't remember the, the species of bird, but these some birds, and they had two offspring. One of the offspring was born with some type of physical defect, and they weren't able to do whatever they needed to do. And the parents, but they were able to live, right? They weren't dead. The parents would go out every day, fly off for hours, get food, bring it back. When they brought the food back, they would only give food to the able-bodied bird. You, we not wasting time. We not, we don't. You ain't gonna make it out here, bro. You can't make it here. There's a way you gotta be to make it here. And people, it's sad to watch, but it was what it was. And if we, and this was, this was during a scarcity season. It's like wintertime. So the food is scarce. We only got a little bit to bring back anyway. So we can either ration this out and risk losing both of y'all, or we can just be like, fam, you ain't going to make it anyway. Let's make sure this one do. And that's just that's, that's the decisions they fucking make all the time. And even if you're healthy, they're decisions that got to be made about what has to happen. And if you ain't willing to make them, you ain't willing to make them, man. It's what it is. Um, that's real shit. But I, that, that was a good question, man. But that is some shit I know I carry like that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, and it not—it might not even be true, but I admit that energy. You know what I mean? I dig it. I, 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 I can dig it, and I, and I don't—I don't have children. That's a—that's a tough, 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 tough decision, uh, to make. And even if you don't—even I don't even know if it's a conscious decision that you make, or if this is a part of what you believe in, and and how you present. Um. Either way, it's a very, very tough thing. So, you know, I, we all get shit, and I think that it's, it's interesting that for both of us. We listed or named things that neither one of us necessarily see as negatives, but perhaps in today's society could be viewed that way. You know what I'm saying? Or could be to our detriment somehow. Um, but I, I, let me be clear, though, in my statement. I, I absolutely see it as negative, but I also absolutely see it as armor. Necessary. As, in, in, as a shield in the war of the burden of white supremacy. I could do everything that you want to make your relationship better than me, better with me, right? I want You can like me, like me, like me, like me, like me, but then I prepare you for the world. You know what I'm saying? And as, as a father, specifically of a young man, you're charged with preparing him for the world. Liking you ain't the, re- that, that's the speech. That's the speech from Fences. Liking you wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. Me and your mama made a deal and I was gonna take care of you, fam. Liking you wasn't part Candace of it. Candace says the same thing. It pains me to ask for help. I never want to feel indebted to a person. And that's a that's the same kind of, it's that's part of it too. Yeah. Right? But motherfuckers could ask me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Even if a motherfucker offered me, I ain't going to accept it. We've been talking about that a lot in here too lately. About, uh, you know, people come ask me, like, oh, can you hop on this? Can you do this? Can you support this? Can you promote this? Yeah, I got you. No problem. But motherfuckers have not reciprocated that energy to us. You know what I'm saying? But, but and I haven't asked though. Yeah, that's that's the difference. You that's what I'm saying. I mean? So it becomes a hindrance. It's not a positive thing. You know uh, what I mean? It uh, becomes a hindrance. Definitely, definitely a hindrance. That's not a positive thing. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of support, um, I gotta acknowledge this, and these are this ain't got nothing to do with reciprocation or money or endorsements or we finna eat this shit. We finna eat this. We finna eat the fuck out this shit. This shit's bad. Um, shout out to Taylor's Tacos. Taylor's Taco Chicago, you can find it on social media, had their grand opening today. Um, they are located, I want to say, 1512 West Taylor Street. Taylor's Taco is located on Taylor Street, 1512 West Taylor Street. Down the street from the Italian Isis? Mario's? Yeah. Yeah, salute, man. Um, so, 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 so proud of my friend Taylor, her wonderful wife, Maya. Um. They are great, great, great friends of mine. Have been for a long time. Me and Taylor went to high school together. Um, and um, we've put together, we worked together on a lot of events. I've hosted a lot of events for uh, Taylor's Tacos over the years. And that's actually how Taylor's Tacos was born. It was just an event that Taylor wanted to put together that we called the Vibe Collective. And at the first Vibe Collective, she was like, we got we to gotta give people food. She's like, maybe I'll make tacos for them. 
So she made some tacos for everybody. I think she sold them for like a dollar. And they sold out so damn fast. And I'm like, you might be on this. You need she was on to something. Do something with that. And then she started the event. And if you go into uh, Taylor's Taco Chicago, again, I think it's 1512 West Taylor Street. You go in there. You'll see on the wall the first picture of the first time, the picture of the first time they were actually selling uh, Taylor's tacos in there. But they uh, had their grand opening today, so I had to make sure I went by there. I love Uh, that she documented that, too. That's dope. Yeah, man. I had to go by there and get some stuff. And they gave me extra shit. I could tell I didn't order all this stuff. Um, But I'm so glad they gave it to me because I didn't think I I had time. I was late getting to the studio because I had to go pick it up. But You was on time. Your regular time. You saw your regular time. (laughs) On your regular schedule. But these chips and guac, absolutely amazing. Um, but Taylor, Maya, love y'all so much. So, so very proud of y'all. Uh, can't can't wait to see all the success that comes with it. We talk all the time about um, this misconception in the black community about um, community being born out of wealth and how that's backwards and that wealth is actually born out of community. Taylor and Maya built a community and because they build the community, I know they're going to be successful with the business that they've started. So shout out to them, man. They also got an event space. If you want to rent an event space for anything, baby showers, birthday parties, business meetings, it's yoga quiet. sessions, dance sessions, anything, uh, you can rent out Tailored, which is um, like 24th in Oakley. Um, you can do that as well. But Taylor's Taco Chicago is open for business, had that grand opening today. Um, and, yes, you are 100% correct. These chips and guac, absolutely fire. These chips super fire. are freaking amazing. Um, we got empanadas, shrimp tacos, steak tacos, chicken tacos. Fire, 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 fire. P.I. Jake, y'all want some tacos, just come grab them chips. Um, Jake, you invisible anyway. You walk right in front of the camera. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, uh, huge, huge shout-out to Taylor's Taco Chicago. Make sure y'all following them, and then make sure y'all go check them out. Um, go cop something. Tell them Herbert too sent Yeah, you. tell them we sent y'all, and, 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 and go buy some tacos. Thanks for putting that on the screen, Jake. Uh, yeah, go buy some tacos. Tell them we sent y'all, and, and support, 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 support. These joints are super, super fucking foul. Wouldn't allow y'all like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got to talk about, Jake, too? Um... I see the question. Yeah, that's too conscious. I don't want to do no, that. Some funny that. shit. No, you want no. You want to talk about? You want to talk about that one time you was in prison? No, I don't want to talk about that. You want to no? That one time you was in prison and and, and the CO rolled up on you and said, if you want, if you don't want to go to the hole, get in this hole. This motherfucker. Here, you know what I'm saying? Ain't that what you want to talk about? That's not what I want to talk about. Uh, well, so. I posed the question though before we went on air because I was watching this uh, Mayor Kingstown TV show, and in the Mayor Kingstown TV show, there was a moment when this dude, the CEO at a female prison, was getting hit on by all the chicks in the female prison. Mm-hmm. Right, handsome dude, CEO. These chicks ain't had no peen and you know however long. Right, right. Now you might be able to avoid the big birthers or whatever, right? But when the baddie come through, the guy hooked up on the drug charge because a man was holding weight. How do you respond? I'm going. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna sit and play holier than thou with you. If I'm a male CEO in the prison, and there's some fine ones in there that want to go, I'm not abusing my power to, to influence them to go or nothing. But if it's a bad one in that one ago? Is there a way to not abuse your power? Like when you think about Harvey Weinstein giving people, because I argued this when it happened, mm-hmm. right? Because he gave people jobs for the box. She initiated this. I'm not walking through the thing hollering at him. But if she shoot and she cold, man, I'll pull you out your cell at midnight. You come down to the CO quarters. And you nail him. I'm going. I am going. I'm not gonna say a lot to you. I'm going. So the reason why this is just was interesting to me the other day in the news, a female CEO got locked up because she was fucking with an inmate, and the inmate had a jail phone and videotaped her sucking on his finger, right? And just on some nasty right. suck on my finger shit. They must have raided homie's cell, find the phone, found a video footage. They locked her ass up for that shit. Right, and then just because I know niggas have been in jail, 
I know a few cats that didn't knock down some female COs. You know what I mean? And the question becomes, like, one, how available is that? I wonder how frequent that happens in the jail setting. Eat for all you missing tell psychos. I wonder how frequent that happens in the jail setting. Uh, it's, it's extremely common for guards to be having sex with inmates. I think, unfortunately, it's more common in women prisons for the male guards to be having sex with them. But I think that's under some force, some rape shit, some power shit. But it's very common. Wait, wait, for, say that again? I think it's very common, just in prison in general, mm-hmm. for COs to be having sexual relationships with inmates. I think it's more common in women prisons for male officers to be having sex with the female inmates. And I think a lot of that is force and rape and, and power and all that. Some of it absolutely um, consensual. Um, and it also happens in men's prisons when you have female COs and a lot of that. Why would also, you think it's rape, though? Like, if you a fly nigga, you a fly nigga. I'm cool. Also, in, 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 in men's prisons, a lot of that happens, too, with female COs. And some of that also, force, rape, because they got the same power and influence. I've always been confused about a woman. Big Bertha going to take that. Raping she, a man. Like, how does that happen? Because you don't want to fuck Big Bertha. I done told you a story. I, I did story time on Relationship Friday before about my uh, residential advisor in my dorm trying to take it from me. And I had to sneak through the shared bathroom to get out. But and then met. she kicked, and then she fucked up my whole living situation in my dorm. And everybody else, I was like, I should have just took one for the team. They can do that if they have the power and influence. Not the physical power, but the social power, the, const- the, the construct. You can do that. So 100% it happens in men's prisons too, but I think it, it's more prevalent in women's prisons. And, I, and I'm not saying like, if you do, if you a swaggy guard and some of the inmates find you attractive, then cool, that's consensual sex. But I think it's more still ain't never considered consensual in the eyes of the law. I know because you hold this, this, this position of power, mm-hmm. right? That's that's what that's what aggravated that's what aggravation comes in at. Um but I'm saying between the two people it could be consensual if you but I think more more than that with these men COs and these women inmates, it's just some clown ass, goofy ass CO that couldn't otherwise get boxed. And so you stealing it from these inmates because they don't have much power. That's what I think. I don't know. I just never thought about it like that, but it was interesting because in the in the movie, the 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 fine prisoner was working for another cartel outside of the joint, and the CO was like a son of some other officer who did some foul shit, and she stabbed his ass up right after he bust. You know what I mean? So that was some killer box. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Box work down. I just thought about the the, 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 the the she was a baddie in the show, right? And I just thought about that, like, damn man, you in this situation, you young, you know, you're around all these women all day long. I'm going. They aggressive. I'm going. Like, what do you do? Go. You know what I mean? You go. And then you go to jail. Pi, do you go? Pi definitely going. He don't. He going anyway. <laughs> don't do Pi like that. <laughs> he going. Pi is in a loving relationship. Bless Pi's heart. Um, we gotta go. Um, did you know that 45 got arrested? Um, earlier this week or today, depending on when you're watching it, um, 45 got arrested, 30 something charges, but they didn't do a mugshot. I gotta speak on this real fast. The commitment to their cause from his disciples is admirable. I saw videos today, one in particular, comparing Donald Trump to Nelson Mandela. And Jesus Christ. We said, oh, well, yeah, you know, they arrested Nelson Mandela, too. I think I think he served some prison time. Ma'am, listen, little white lady. Nelson Mandela did 27 years in prison for this shit. I think he served some time, didn't That's he? That's crazy that they made that comparison, G. Nelson, I'll show you the video. I can pull it right now. Nelson Mandela and Jesus Christ. They arrested him, too, right before they killed him. You know, well, Jesus is an imaginary well, yeah. figure, but Nelson is real. Yeah, even. Right, <laughs> Jake's like, Jake's like, I'm, I'm not surprised by the Jesus, but Nelson Mandela, <laughs> goddamn, goddamn, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> hey, shit is wild, son. Shit is mad, mad wild, son. But uh, 45 got arrested, man. Um, how many presidents have been arrested? Is he first? 
first president to ever be arrested? I know they'd be bringing up old shit on the niggas later, but. He's not the only criminal, though. Oh, they're all criminals. Yes, criminals is natural all, to that position. They're all criminals. That comes along with it. Yeah. Here's what it is. Uh, we got to go. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Shout out to all you official dirtbags. Thank y'all for y'all's input. Susan, Brian Todd, see y'all in the building. Boosie, we saw you when you checked in, love. Good brother Gardas, T. Renee is in the building. Candace is in the building. OGZ is in the building. We appreciate all of y'all for tuning in. Larrabee Boulevard, show the sad shot, boss pot. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But all oh, they talking about the 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 mug shot. Um, either way, um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Thank y'all so very very much for y'all input for y'all official dirtbags. Thank everybody else for tuning in as this premiere on Saturday. Your input certainly valued, definitely appreciated. We'll be back here next week for another edition of Herb and Two. Huge shout-out to the dopest producer in the podcast game. We like to call her E4O. She chooses to go by her preferred name of Peggy Bundy. Or Dennis the Rodman. Rodman. Shout-out to Peg. Um, huge shout-out to, to P.I. Uh, if you are not official dirtbag, um, or if you are official dirtbag, you watch this again on Saturday, it'll look different from the way y'all saw it, including – of uh, missing a bunch of stuff that we talked about during the actual show. Uh, P.I.'s going to edit it, chop it up, make it like it should. Shout out to P.I. for doing what he does. Huge shout out to the light-skinned Brian twin. Said, no, Brandon isn't going to win. Y'all got some updated polls. We've been in here for a minute. Anybody know what's happening? Let's go to this party. Let's go to this after party. Um, uh, shout out to the light-skinned twin. Jamal Jackson. Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. Star student. Doing all the work behind the camera. And shout out to the Dark Skin Twin uh, for doing whatever the Dark Skin. What does the Dark Skin Twin do? The Dark Skin Twin said he couldn't come in because he had the runny, bo- runny bows. From. Isn't that what he said? From. from He couldn't stop shitting. Whatever. Shout out to Ron Riller, man. We appreciate <laughs> Sorry, bro. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to do that. I thought that's what he said. We got to go. Um. Either way, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be back here next week for two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Salam alaikum.